This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. At the end of the day, Otani is still driving. Mm-hmm. And what's the most important thing to him? Is it a winning situation with the money? Is it more winning than money? If it's money, I think that one of the things is really, I think it really kind of benefits the Mets. From a Mets standpoint, I mean, he would be great. We're looking for a DH. But for the Yankees, Gordon, this is kind of interesting because he's got to be your DH. But you've got somebody who already has that position, who's got four more years on his deal. So what do the Yankees do in this scenario if they were to go after and sign him, which, I mean, now that the price has come down, Gordon, uh, I think when you might think that how might not have been in the market, the Yankees could be more involved in this now. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. Thursday night edition of the show. Thank you for stopping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also, we got a poll of on X. X. About the Yankees. Joe Leo, what's the deal with our poll? Mm. Give us the latest numbers. Delusion has seemed to go out the window with this poll, which I am shocked by. But mm. with just over 80 guesses and two hours left on the poll, 0 to 3, 50%. 3 to 5, 40.2%. 5 to 8, 4.9. 9 to 11, 4.9. And the question was? Of the remaining series for the Yankees, which they have 11, how many will they win? Okay. They've not exactly been stacking up those series wins anytime no, recently. No. Actually, one of those choices should have been, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> one of those Dan Marino expletives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fourth That's choice. for sure. That's for sure. Nate's in Jersey. Nate, what you got cooking for us on 9870 ESPN? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Hey, Nate. So I wanted to talk a little Knicks. I know switch it up a little bit. Yankees stink and, you know. uh, This is the first time in my lifetime, you know, I'm not even 30 yet, and that I can remember going into a season and being excited for the Knicks. Now, last season, we went into the season – you know, we didn't really know who Brunson was, what his deal was, if he was going to be good for us. It turns out he's a star with us. You're going into the season, and, like, the ceiling for this team is top three in the East, which is huge. You know what I mean? So, like, and now you're hearing these rumblings about Giannis not being too happy with Milwaukee and all these things. And, you know, I was just talking to the guy before this and saying, you know, he'd prefer, obviously, Giannis, but other over Embiid and he'd rather just not have Embiid because of his injury history. So uh, what do you guys think? And like, are you as excited as I am going into the season? And when was the last time you guys were so excited about the Knicks going into a season? All right, Nate, thanks for the phone call. That's, you know, it's wow. When's the last time I was excited about the Knicks? <laughs> Yikes. I think a couple of years ago, after they came off the the four seed, and granted they got knocked out by the Hawks. Now we also weren't all that enthused with the moves that were made that off season. Mm-hmm. But I think I was excited going into that year because it the first year went so well. 
The last time I was excited was probably the last time they went deep into the postseason. That was 2013 with that team that won uh, with Carmelo and Jason Kidd, an older Jason Kidd. And, you know, when Mike Woodson uh, was able to navigate them and they went into, you know, they ended up I was badly disappointed that they ended up losing to Indiana. But I think that was the last time I was really excited about them. I, I See, you can't go by me, Gordon, because I'm a guarded fan. You yes. know, I'm jaded. Right. I'm jaded. I'm jaded. I'm, you got I'm, the scars. I'm, lots of them. Mm-hmm. And so my teams have hurt me desperately. The Knicks killed me in the 90s. Gordon, the Knicks just, <laughs> I got oh. cuts and bruises and scrapes mm-hmm. and everything. I was decimated in the 90s. So coming out of that, I'm really guarded about the Knicks. I will say to you that I was optimistic about not excited last year Gordon but I was optimistic because they finally got a point guard I mean wow what a what a thought process you need a point guard they've been looking for a point they they filled every position they they drafted point guards and traded them away they 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 bypassed point guards in the draft they've done everything so they finally got a point guard so that that I was I was optimistic about that and as the season got going, Gordon, yeah, I was really getting into that team. And then when Josh Hart came, that took them to another level. It took them to another, you know, another uh, plateau. This year, I'm optimistic again because I think that they needed to make another move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that they needed to build on what they did and make another move. Now, it could come at the trade deadline. You know, they made a good deal to trade deadline last year. I hear the stuff about Embiid. I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying Embiid coming here. Uh, and I'm, you know, with the injury history, believe me. Leary. If, if you're a Knicks fan, you know about injury history from players who've come here from other teams. I'm good. Uh, Giannis, Gordon, Giannis. Oh, Giannis would be, oh, please. Of course. Give me a break. Of course. There, there, there's nothing right. There's nothing I mean, you give up Obviously. everything and, and, and then some to get yeah, him. Absolutely. I am worried that the Sixer situation looks like just a, a complete, complete meltdown mm-hmm. type of thing with the Harden and the, the GM and Embiid. That if Embiid ever did become available, the Knicks would be like you hear about free agency and that the GM is standing at the front door. Yes, like Daryl Morey could pick up his phone to call the Knicks to just to gauge interest and the Knicks would already, Oh, you're already there. Oh, I I didn't even (laughs) dial the phone. How are you there already? The Knicks would be all over that. Especially with uh, the former agent now being Mm -hmm. the president. It's it's all with the Knicks. It's all relationships. We know that it's true. It's all relationships. So always, um, it's good to have somebody that has these relations. It's not really paid off so far all that great. Not. I mean, the one guy they've gotten was because it was a relationship, but he was practically a member of the family uh, yeah. at, at that point. I mean, if you didn't land him, what are we doing? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think if Embiid does become available, the Knicks will be swinging from their heels to get that done. And you understand and I, why. I, I get it, right? These guys don't become available that often. Right, they, they 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 what they took a shot with Mitchell. It didn't happen. Right, we don't know the next. It might not happen this year. It might not. Might and not. at some point, this is gonna. It, it, you have to eventually jump to something. Yes, you, you got to move at some point. You, you don't have endless time. But uh, if Embiid did become available, and I would be like you, Larry, I'd be very leery. Oh. 
injury history, not great in the playoffs, melts down in the big spots a lot of times. Um, old big man, mm-hmm. big man with leg injuries. Yeah. Who's going to play a lot of minutes with the current head coach. <laughs> going to play a well, lot of well, minutes. Well, they might be bringing him in one door and somebody else might be going out the other door. I don't know. He's go- a yeah. lot of minutes. Yeah. Gordon, this you is- know. This 40 is a plus every very night. big year for the head coach. It is. It's the very fourth year. year. It's huge. Yes, it's huge for you. Make or break. It is. Because, because see, right now, if you're the Knicks, if you're Mr. Dolan, he's done everything you've asked of him, Gordon. All right? He made mm-hmm. you relevant again. Yep. He got. He brought some professionalism back to the team. Mm-hmm. He brought the defensive identity that Nick fans love to the mm-hmm. team. He even played some kids <laughs> on occasion. Right. All right. And he's he got you to the postseason two out of three years when you hadn't been in a long time. So he's done everything you've asked of him. But now is he the guy to take you to the next level? I see that's the question. Because that's what you have to decide. Are you going to in his fifth year, because he got a five year deal? So next year is the last year, 2024-25 is the last year. So you don't want him to be a lame duck coach going in where he's playing for his job. Can't do that. Do you give him an extension this year? Well, suppose what happens this year happened the same thing that happened two years ago. Two years ago where you got to the postseason, but the, the, the second year you didn't even make it. It's a big year for him, Gordon. It's a huge year. Huge, yeah, and, and you have to see it backed up. You have to see yeah. that this is not just well, one year we're good, one step forward, step back. It's better than what they used to be, where it was a step back. It seemed like a lot every year. Yeah. It felt like another step back. So there has been some success, but he's got to be able to build on that. And I think, see, two years ago, the front office moves never made any sense, right. Mm-hmm. Those two move the, the two big moves they made that those made bringing in Kemba Walker and uh, and Fournier those ones never made sense. I'm not saying that these that this year this off season made a ton of sense, especially the Obi move, mm-hmm. but they seem to be mo- their moves that were made. It seems like with the idea that we're building something here and the coach right. is part of the building process. Mm-hmm. So if they don't work, it. These, if it doesn't work this year, it's much more a reflection on the coach to me than the GM, like it was two years. Two years ago, that was much more on Leon Rose. Right. If mm-hmm. it doesn't fire this year, to me, it's more on the coach. Absolutely. And listen, when you heard Obi and the coach had issues about playing time, you knew Obi wasn't going to be around much any longer. That you, it, it's almost where you couldn't have him back, Gordon. Yeah, you know, it's sad, but you almost couldn't have him back because. The head coach, a veteran head coach like that, is going to say, it's my way. To Listen, I don't have to play you. You look, I played you anyway. Did, did he perform in that spot? Yeah, he did, Gordon. He played very well for Julius Randle. He did. But once again, and, you know, I'm, I'm always, it's always fascinating to me because while you understand the, the player wants to play and you understand that you respect your coach, I mean, Gordon, I don't want him to sit there and say, okay, well, I didn't play. It's all right. I want him to I'm be cool. upset. I'm cool with that, right? I don't yeah, want no, that. Why would you want a guy like that? No, I want him to be upset that he – now, maybe the form in which he did it was wrong. 
but it's the heat of the moment. You know, he, he wanted he wanted to go out there and help the team. He felt he could. And really, all this stems from the fact that let's and I'm not saying that Obi Toppin was was going to be this coming uh, the next coming of Scottie Pippen. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is this was this was made this way because Gordon they should never have drafted Obi Toppin. No, it was a mistake. Clearly. Tyrese Burton was the person. Tyrese Halliburton was the person you were supposed to draft. That's what everybody was saying. Tyrese Halliburton. Because if you had drafted Tyrese Halliburton, and then you also, maybe you don't bring in Jalen Brunson, you sign somebody else. But even if you bring in Jalen Brunson, look at that backcourt. It's a much different backcourt than what you got right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just definitely sliding doors because we all love Brunson, and he's been fantastic. Out of all the free agents of any oh, team please. in this town have signed, uh, nobody uh, – it's hard to find a guy that has overperformed more in year one than Brunson. I mean, w- the day they signed him, oh, the Knicks overpaid. By the end of the season, he was like the best bargain in the league. He was underpaid. So, he was underpaid, right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's great, uh, but – that top and move, it ne- it didn't make sense at the time. Nope. It didn't make sense at any point, really, with the coach. And nope. it's clear that, that the trading away of him for two second-round picks, the Knicks will almost certainly be on the, the wrong side of that deal. Yeah, you're right. If anything, they should have moved him earlier. I mean, there was conversations of them moving him at the trade deadline last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, I mean – yeah, so – and then the question becomes, all right, so who is playing behind Julius Randle? Or is he going to play 48 minutes every night? <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of things. But to answer the caller's question long term, long term, uh, yeah, we're encouraged. We're, we're, we're looking forward to the season. We're looking forward to seeing what they do. How does uh, Emmanuel quickly bounce back from that playoffs, Gordon? He mm-hmm. was not the same player in the postseason. Now, down the stretch, he was outstanding. And he, I think he's up for his money to be paid as well. Yep. Yep. All right. So how does he respond going forward now? Uh, what does Jalen Brunson do? Gordon, is Jalen Brunson going to have that same energy while being, you know, right up to playing FIBA for the U.S. and coming right into knowing that he's going to be playing, what, 40, 42 minutes a night? How is that going to take his toll on him later in the season? So there's a, Josh Hart is also on that team. So, you know, there, there's a number of different things, but uh, all in all, I'm looking forward to the next season. See what The, see the what old they line, do. trust but verify? Yes. Kind of kind of feel like, like yeah, we're hopeful, but yes. there's Show always me. a little – it's never complete hope, Mm-mm. and you hope it's not complete skepticism. It's, it's certainly much more hope. Yes. But you can't eliminate some of the skepticism. There's always going to be a little bit of that there. In the back of your mind. Yes. It's – well, can Brunson have another year like he had last mm-hmm. year? You know what I'm saying? It's the back sure. of your mind, Gordon. Absolutely. It's right any, there. To me, any good fan, <laughs> that's just a sign of being a good fan. You don't you don't you just don't go shaking pom poms and hey, we're gonna everything's gonna be great and everything. You're always kinda a little worried. A little yeah. picking a little bit at things. You know. What is Randall gonna do this year? I mean, you know, will he will they get rid of him this year? What are they gonna do? Is he and, and which Julius Randall are we gonna see this year, Gordon? Are we going to see the roundup from last season or are we going to see the roundup from the season before? Which Julius Randle are we going to see? Which R.J. Barrett are we going to see? Gordon, are we going to see the R.J. Barrett that's leading Canada in FIBA that looks like a world beater? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to see the R.J. Barrett that's the third that's the third tier of a three-headed monster who's number three who tries to force his way to get baskets because he feels like he needs to be, he's trying to contribute and can't find the spot? 
Oh, and are they going to do anything with Evan Fournier at all? Yeah. I mean, he's not playing. We know that much. No, he's not going to play. It's a final year of a contract, right? you gotta, you yeah. got to use that before you use it or lose it. Nobody wants him. Yeah, but it's an expiring. you got to be able to package that. And who, I mean, Nick's have been very quiet here for a little they while. Have been. So who knows? They have been. Maybe, maybe they got something, you know, up maybe their up their sleeve. And they don't even wear sleeves. They got those, you know. <laughs> well, they better cool. have something. Right. Because I really don't need to see him on the bench no. starting the season no. again. No. And trust me, he don't want to be on the bench another year. <laughs> no. He can't take it. No. He may have. He may get one of those deals where, listen, I want to. I'll make my own deal. You guys are moving too slow. Let me and my agent, we'll make our own deal. We'll, we'll, we'll get something done. Joel Embiid. Nick fans, do you want Joel Embiid? And if you want him, what will you give up to get him? I mean, be realistic now. Don't give me, we'll give him, uh, you know. Uh, uh, McBride and Fournier. Done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, lock it in. No, no, it's not going to get it done. If you want Joel Embiid, what will it take to get him? 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm watching a little Thursday Night Football on Prime. Mm. Eagles and Colts. All right. Marcus Mariota got the start. Yeah, they've not been very happy with Marcus Mariota down there. They're happy that's how, tonight. That's how good a situation the Eagles are in, that their fans are worried about who the backup quarterback is. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Uh, he, I thought he would be better coming out of school. I really he, did. He did look like he was he was going to be halfway decent, the, the, yeah. the early part, and then the injuries kind of cut up with him yeah. and kind of bounced around a bunch of places. Yeah. Didn't have the best go around in Atlanta last year. No. He, they, he, were in, they were in a lot of games, they too. Were, he too. could have made a difference yeah. there. He just made a lot of mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes. I mean, he made – he lost four games in the first two episodes of Quarterback <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Life comes gone. at you fast, especially on Netflix. <laughs> He's a boom. Wow. Yeah. It was different. Mark's in Jersey. Mark, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, you know, I want to talk about uh, the Knicks and this Embiid situation you're bringing up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Collins, put in, uh, an article out just a little while ago about Giannis, you know, wanting the Bucks to make a title commitment. My son's a huge Giannis fan. We rode out there to uh, Milwaukee. We actually saw the Jets first beat Denver last year, which we'll do again this year, pummel them. And then uh, we went out to see Milwaukee play the Nets, which was a okay. great experience. But mm-hmm. You know, I'm considering here, what, do we bring on Embiid if that situation, I mean, becomes, you know, so uh, disgusting out there in Philly, for lack of a better term. And then also, what does it do? Do we hinder the mortgage the future for Embiid or wait on this, this Giannis prize? What do you think? Well, Mark, listen, thanks for the phone call. If it were me and I thought I could get Giannis, I'm waiting. Gordon, I'm waiting. I'd rather I'd rather put my eggs in the Giannis basket than the Embiid basket. That's just me. That's but not I don't, close. Yeah, yeah. But once again, if you're the Knicks, there's no guarantee that Giannis is coming. So you have to make a move based on the information you have at the time. Larry, if I had a dollar, 
for every time Nick fans told me this superstar or that superstar, I could hire Jeff Bezos as my butler. Uh, the, the Nick fans for my entire life have been telling me about we can get this guy and we can get that. What would be the the draw to the Knicks for Giannis? He's mm-hmm. not from the area. He doesn't have a relationship with 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 Rose. Maybe the Knicks will just be so good, and he wants to be in the center uh, of New York City and play at the at Madison Square Garden. I guess that's a possibility. That's never worked before. Mm-mm. That's never been a draw. No one has said, you know what? I want to win with the. There's not been at that level, the, the top, right. you know, right. top yeah. three star in the league. It, it mm-hmm. hasn't happened. So um, now, if you're asking me, would I rather have Giannis or, or, or Embiid? <sighs> I think it's pretty clear. But Giannis is signed for like two more years. Mm-hmm. We're right. just going to twiddle our thumbs for two more years on the hope that he might come here, and then he doesn't. Now what do you do? <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. These guys don't come along very often. They don't. They don't. So when they so when one so when you drive by and one's got their finger out for you know thumb out trying to hitch a ride, you pull over and you grab them and you throw them in the car and you you keep riding. Now That's what it's you nice do. that the Knicks have had some success, so they don't have to be as desperate as some other organization, uh, some other um, regimes have been with the Knicks, where they feel mm-hmm. like well, we got it. <laughs> Stephon Marbury's available. Go <laughs> full steam ahead. Yeah, uh, w- w- they don't have to jump just because somebody becomes available. But I-, I would think, based on what the relationships mean and the relationship that Embiid has with Leon Rose, that if Embiid does. It's not a, you don't exactly have to be Perry Mason to figure this out, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Plus, there's another thing that kind of helps the Knicks that hasn't been the case in a couple of years. I'll share with you what that is next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, it's been my thought process over the past couple of years, I'd say the past maybe decade, that today's NBA free agent, for the most part, does not want to come to a place where they got to do all the work. Jalen no. Brunson's kind of a di- kind of different from that. He knew coming here that he was going to be heavily involved. And that was probably one of the main reasons he came because he wanted to get out of, you know, a number 41 shadow over there in Dallas. But for, for, for most part, Free agents don't want to do all the work. They want to be the person that is the icing on the cake. They want the cake to be made. They want a couple of layers on the cake. They they don't want to do it. They just want to be, let me just come in, do what I have to do, and we're good. And so I think at least what the Knicks have done with Tibbs is they have shown, I mean, Gordon, even Charles Barkley saying positive things about the Knicks. So when you and he never says anything positive about the Knicks. So you've gotten to a point now where at least the team looks like it's functioning. It's going in the right direction. They have talent. They have young talent. They've got a, a plethora of draft choices uh, for the next decade, it seems like. theirs and everybody else's in the NBA. So if a player comes here, if you're trying to woo like a Giannis, hypothetically, at least he knows coming here, okay, I don't have to do everything. I don't have heavy lifting. There's people here who are in place that I'm just being part of part of a team. I'm not the whole team, which is what Nick free agents have been asked to do in the past. Yeah. Uh, and, and but again, this is the easy stuff. 
right? Yeah. To go yep. from where the Knicks were as an afterthought, a lottery team, and bad every single year, to where they've gotten to, it's not easy, but it's the easiest step of the process. Mm-hmm. Each step yep. up the ladder is going to get tougher and tougher, and, and it doesn't seem like if the road to success is through the superstar player, landing that superstar player is very, very difficult. And the Knicks have not had great success at being able to do that. Uh, and even when they do, it is not always – I mean, Carmelo was a superstar. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out the way that they thought. So um, they've made just about every mistake along the way. Yep. These things happen, right? They, they, they were able to get Carmelo, but they gave up too much to get him. Um, they've struck out with other guys. They have a nice base here. They have some assets. They have some good players. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of hoping this year is going to show you what the next path forward is. Is it we can kind of stay the course and mm-hmm. wait for the right deal to come to us, which I think is the way that would be great? Yeah. Or is there going to be some pressure on everybody within the organization to to speed up this timeline? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because, look, everybody wants to play the kids. I don't care what <laughs> what your team is. You want to see the kids, your homegrown kids. You want to see the draft shows. You want to see the kids play. And for the most part, the Knicks have been successful with having some of their younger players perform. But now, Gordon, let's be honest. Milwaukee's still better. Yeah. Boston's better. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee's better. Did I say Milwaukee already? You said Milwaukee. Milwaukee okay. is still better. Milwaukee's we're not better. We're not debating that. Larry. Yeah. Milwaukee's better. <laughs> Boston's better. Right. Uh I'll be honest with you, Gordon. I still think right now. I still think Miami's better. Yeah, I think Miami's a little. I think Miami is a, is slightly better than the Knicks. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, depending. I don't know what's going to happen in Philadelphia. I don't know how that's going to shake yeah, out. So, so right like now they're not better, but they were better. Yeah. All right. So now they're a step behind you. So, you know, we just had a uh, what a ESPN Plus poll where they had the Knicks sixth uh, behind Miami. And a couple of other teams. So Cleveland probably. Cleveland, right? yeah. Cleveland mm-hmm. is and see, Cleveland's not better, but I would think that that front line learned a lot from the Knicks in the offseason, in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. So the question is going to be how will they respond coming back this year? Because the Knicks out physical them in every way, shape, or form, and they were bigger. And the Knicks just pushed them around, Gordon, like like they were like they didn't know how to play. They didn't know how to be physical. And their front line was very good during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they melted a, down in the big spot for sure. Absolutely did. Absolutely um, did. So you know, is so. Are you telling me that for the most part, Knicks had some injuries last year, right? Mm-hmm. So for the most part, you're telling me if everything goes the way it was last year, I mean, Gordon, they were the fifth seed. I mean, I don't see them being higher than the fifth seed now. <laughs> well, I would say the Bucks and Celtics, they're clear to me they're in a different class. Yes. And and to me the Celtics are going to be fascinating to see this year with Porzingis and how Absolutely. that whole thing blends and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I would say the Sixers are better, but I don't know what the Sixers are going to look like come opening night. Uh, I don't think the Sixers know right no. now what the Sixers are going to look like on opening night. I would say that the Knicks are kind of in that next group. I, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe the Heat are better, but again, the Heat were the what the eighth seed last year, right? Yeah. The seven, yeah. I mean, they were in the play-in. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, now they did get the, the the experience and all that type of stuff. They have that on their side, and the winning culture and all that type of stuff. So come mm-hmm. a playoff series, maybe very well coached. Yeah, very well coached. 
Um, but I, th- I look as the Knicks could be in that next group. I'll take the Sixers out of it right now because yeah, they're kind of to. an unknown. Yeah. But between the Knicks and the Cavs and the Heat, maybe Brooklyn. Maybe, maybe. Brooklyn could see what they thing. do. So, yeah. so, you know, somewhere in that group. If you told me the Knicks were in the top six this year. They probably will be. I would, uh, that I would not necessarily sign for just six. Mm-hmm. But they have to be in that top six. Right. Somewhere. You don't want to play in spot. No, that's a step back. Mm-hmm. Unle- unless they dealt with some major injury to Brunson right. and were playing catch up the entire time. I, the details do kind of matter there, but yeah, Absolutely. going into the season, if they're not a top six team to me, that's kind of getting back to where you were two years ago. Yeah. Now two years ago, you weren't even, you weren't even in the plan. So th- that's a real step back, but absolutely. And, and it would almost of- in some ways be worse because then you were still kind of, that was just the group that you had. You didn't really mm. make any moves there. That was just taking the parts you already had and trying to cook something up. Mm-hmm. Now you've made some moves. This is supposed to be more of who you are now. Uh, so that would kind of be, uh, to me, a, almost a bigger step back, even if it didn't result in a worse record. Yeah, and I'm really curious about what happens with Trey Young in Atlanta. That's been – that team has taken a lot of different turns since mm-hmm. they had that deep run and beat the Knicks – a couple of years ago. I mean, they've had coaching changes. They've had personnel changes. Uh, you know, where people kind of around the league have a different view of Trey Young than they did during that uh, process where they made the deep run a couple of seasons ago. So right. I am curious to see what Atlanta is going to do. And I'm curious to see what Brooklyn's going to do. Because, I listen, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, Gordon, those, those guys are really good. Yeah. Now the question is, what can the Nets do to build around those guys as the nucleus and go to the step where they can be. Because right now they're a playing game. They're a playing team. Like they were last year. They're a playing team. Can they find a way to make a deal with one more player that puts them out of that plan and puts them in that top six situation? Because they've got talent. They've got the, I think they've got a draft choice or two left. That they <laughs> they got a draft choice or two hey, left. Look, that look, maybe at, them, they can look use. at the box. Yeah. I looked under what, this box and we got a draft pick here. Yeah. There. What do you know? But but I, I I will say this. I don't count Sean Marks out. He did a really good job. When you consider the pressure he was under for with, with KD saying, I want out, like right now. And he was able to get Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, yeah, who were key a, guys yeah. from Bridges, especially. I mean, he I, looks like know, a real stud. Absolutely, and this and you, people wonder why Phoenix had trouble in the postseason because the six and seven guys are over here. <laughs> That's why he did a nice yeah. job. So I think Mars can do some things again. If if the Knicks had, uh, I'm not saying a perfect scenario because we're talking about Giannis, but mm-hmm. if, if there was some way the Knicks could get Bridges on this oh. team, that that would be a nice little. We talk about taking that next step forward. That would be yeah. a nice piece to have. Because he's an athletic 3 and D guy, which is yep. what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. What they're looking for. They need it bad. But Joe Leo will not let him leave Brooklyn. No, he would He would put up another pole, and it would not be favorable to me. He might be hitting me with a pole. He might grab another kind of pole. You're right about that. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. A couple of minutes, uh, Joe Leo will update his poll about the Yankees and um, whether they will win another series this season. And one recently. Didn't win one today. No. 
No, they did not. Not looking good. Not looking good. Uh, I got. I, I, and we'll talk about this a little later in the show. Also, Gordon, I'm. A, I think Steve Cohen has helped another indictment that I have about the Will Ponds by uh, retiring Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry's number. It's just like the Will Ponds. You know, it's like they didn't like the team. It's like they were Dod- They should have bought the Dodgers. They should have bought the Dodgers. <laughs> Everything about the oh, the Dodgers, this and the Dodgers and the the, the rotunda and all. I mean, all the different yeah. things. It was like they didn't like their own team for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, like I, I look, I respect that they wanted to pay the homage. Okay, sure. To the Brooklyn Dodgers. So if you but want they, to have the rotunda similar to the okay, great. Okay, you got money. Right. You built it. All right, all right, fine. But you know, can you give me? Can, can Tom Seaver at least get a statue somewhere? Well, I mean, what 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 what, what Kobe was the, the, well, the Lakers got How seven long statues? did it take to make that decision, right? I, I mean, know. like, it would have been nice to make that while the guy yeah. was still... Able uh, to enjoy it. Yeah, able to enjoy it. So yeah. uh, it, it's obviously taken weight. Like, I always laugh when I hear about certain players having their number retired or, or, or getting a, 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 you know, a day that, with their organization. You're thinking, is, you're only doing that now? The guy, yeah. the guy didn't play 20... So for Doc and Daryl to finally have yeah. their days next year, absolutely fitting. Great job by Steve Cohen. Long time ago. Long time. I mean, can I be honest with you? They've been treated better by the Yankees than they have been the Mets. Absolutely. The Yankees well, I have think shown more Steve respect. Co- I think Steve Cohen came in and wanted to kind of correct mm-hmm. a lot of wrongs. Yeah, absolutely. Things absolutely. that were not done that should have been done. So this is one that – this is a layup. Yeah, <laughs> this absolutely. Is, this is an easy one to get done and, and good for done. him for doing it. Easily done. And, uh, you know, Doc Gooden was on with Michael, so we'll share that with you a little later in the show. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you are next on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening, GD. Good evening, Larry. Shout out to the company. Wanted to definitely chime in on the, you know, Nets, you know, fantasy land of trade, of trade, you know, talk, because we always love doing that, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of the Nick years, that's all you could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and, and you know what? Since we're actually having a good squad, you know, these could actually be a possibility. So, I, I you know, I, since we're since we were such a big proponent over, you know, the NFL free agency of waiting things out and possibly getting the ultimate prize, mm. kind of like what the Jets did with, you know, Aaron Rodgers, rather than selling for the, you know, the first few that come out. You know, we we have a possibility where, you know, Kyrie could totally blow up a situation in Dallas. The Phoenix situation could totally not work out. The, you know, there's also a situation with the Bucks that's very unclear with the turnover. So why not just wait for, you know, those guys who clearly, you know, don't have as much of an injury or wearing terror issue as an Embiid or, or and has actually proven to get into, you know, a conference final. So, you know, why not want one of those guys, huh? <laughs> well, Jose, I think that's what, Listen, I think that's what ultimately they'd like to do. But as we said, you know, you got to be careful. All right? you, you can't let – there's no guarantee that these guys are going to leave. And if you're the Nick front office, let's be honest. Leon Rose was supposed to be the, 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 the gateway to bring every big-time free agent here because of his former agent and the, he knows everybody. He's had relationships and everything. And he didn't bring anybody here but Brunson. Okay, and he's been here a couple of years now. 
So there's pressure on him. So that's why the question becomes, Gordon, as you keep mentioning, what's the pressure like? Okay, is there pressure that we have to land somebody now? Otherwise, our time's going to be running short. I know everybody's getting ready for their fantasy football draft, Larry, but it's yes. not its not a fantasy football draft where you get to just pick whoever you want. Like yeah. these, these guys are not available unless you draft them. Yep. Uh, and a lot of times these organizations don't want to let these guys go. That's right. And, and you have to hope that they're picking you. That's it's not right. About you, but it's not about the Knicks going out and saying, oh, we want Luka Doncic. We're going to get him to – no, Luka Doncic has to say, I want to go to the Knicks. That's right. It's not It's not as easy as just saying, well, I'm not going to get Embiid. I'm going to wait for the right. And I get it because I'm, I'm a little leery of Embiid. I'm very leery of Embiid. Especially the price tag because you're going yes. to you, you're gonna have to clear out a lot of stuff. All yes, those draft picks, some talent. You're going to have to give up a lot to get him. And I don't think that that's the guy you go all in for. Nope. But who but, is the guy you go? Yeah. Is the guy that you go all in for interested in you at all? Does he even know yeah. you exist? That's right. You know, it's a dangerous flirtation game, my friend. <laughs> it's a dangerous flirtation. You know, you got to – it's it's like – you know what it's like, Gordon? It's like the Mets getting ready to see Otani this weekend. There's going to be some heavy flirting going on here. Heavy flirting. You know. Steve Cohen's going to be batting his eyes in that direction. <laughs> you know. You know, we want you. We want you here, my friend. We, we, don't, we don't care whether you can pitch or not. We just want you a bat in the lineup. And once you see this guy, Vogel back, the big guy here, you'll understand why. <laughs> Look at who you're going to be replacing here. <laughs> Nowhere to go but you know, up. No, absolutely. Nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. So, you know, that that's the thing. Of course, Jose, in the perfect world, yes, you would want somebody that you'd want a nice, young, 27, 25, 26-year-old Gordon that's got like 10 years in the league, mm-hmm. for 10 more years in the league, and he's ready to go, and, and that's what you would love to have. But, you know, there's no guarantee that you get those players. And right now it feels great, right? Right now it feels like the Knicks have all the time. In the world. They don't have to rush anything. They're just coming right. off a playoff series win. They've had young mm-hmm. talent. They're in a good position. But just think about the way things can go this year. Yeah. If, if this year looks like two years ago in any way, People are going to start saying, wait a second, he's been here for a while mm-hmm. now. Yep. It's great that we won a playoff series for the first time in forever, but this is the guy that's supposed to have all these connections and is supposed to be bringing us all this talent. Mm-hmm. And we're in year four, and we're no closer, really, to landing someone than when he got here. So this can all, it, it's great to think that they have all this time and they can wait it out. And, and, and generally, that is the right approach, a long-term mm-hmm. approach. But yep. you have to have continued success to allow your, you, you to have more. Because if, if this past year looked like two years ago, there wouldn't have been probably a year four. They, it might, they, you might have, time might have already been up. So it's great to think you got all the time in the world to just wait for everybody. Like, just wait for That's this right. guy. Wait for that guy. We got, we got been, all have been day. waiting for that guy for forever. We got all day, my friend. We got all day. And think about this, Gordon. How much pressure would Leon Rose be under this season if Cleveland had beaten the Knicks behind Donovan Mitchell? Mm-hmm. You know, that turned out very lucky for them that they were, they did. got Leon Rose off the hook by beating them in that first round series. Absolutely. Because you would ne- oh my god, you would <laughs> never have heard the end of that. He didn't he didn't go he's supposed to be the big guy and he didn't get Donovan Mitchell and Mitchell wanted to come here and he didn't land him. He struck out. The Knicks always strike out. Same old Knicks. That's right. 
especially for a guy that like, here I am. He he's the only person that made more rounds in this town than Aaron Rodgers. He was everywhere. He, he was everywhere. You're <laughs> right. He was he was like pitch. Aaron Rodgers. He was at Broadway shows and Mets games and everything else. <laughs> he was all over the place. Here, I want to be here. I'm so hey. Pick me. Flying planes down to the Jersey Shore with the the banner. Knicks, get me, please. (laughs) Big banner on the back. He definitely was. He definitely was. But I I will say this, Gordon. This is going to be a very, very interesting year for this club. It it really is. Not just for for Tibbs, but for the whole team. Because, you know, Mitchell Robinson, is he going to take the next step? Yeah, we mentioned uh, R.J. Barrett before. What does he do this year? And, of course, Gordon, we're always talking. About, Julius Randle is always a topic of discussion when we talk Knicks. He has been mentioned a time or two. Yeah, just a couple. He has been mentioned a time or two. You know, so the question becomes, is he? Is this the year that he takes another step? Is he? And as I mentioned before, what's, what's Julius Randle where we see this year, Gordon? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do with Quentin Grimes. Is he going to be a starter again? I mean, you know, we talk about his defense and we talk about his three-point shooting, but, you know, with him constantly defending taller players and more physical players, you know, come late in games, Gordon, he, the, the, the jumper's falling short. He's worn out. Yeah, it's it's going to be because it does feel like this group is very, very much a coach group. Yeah, this is. is this is the this is the type of group that you put with this coach. Yep, no question. And uh, I don't know what the other coach is that would look at this group and 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 fit quite as well. But there's got to be success. Got to be. It's got to be success. I I really wonder who would be the next Nick head coach if they move on from from Tibbs. Well, let's just say that after five years, they come to, not, not that he's done anything wrong, but they just have a parting of the ways. He's ready to go somewhere else, and they want to move on to somebody. Do they go younger? Do they go uh, more offensive-minded? Because Tibbs is clearly a defensive guy. Do they go more offensive-minded, Gordon? Do they say, okay, let's focus on, you know, <laughs> the new triangle offense, not the Phil Jackson triangle offense. <laughs> <laughs> the one that everybody else is using to be so successful that's got more movement. Because really, when you look at the players that they have, they're really ISO players. The top, We love Brunson. Brunson's an ISO player. We know Randall's an ISO player. R.J. Barrett, sometimes, most of the time, is an ISO player. And the league is moving away from ISO players. You know, it's more movement. It's more movement like Golden State. You're starting to see that. Even Miami. And, and Jimmy Butler's an ISO player, Gordon. But Miami yeah, is, is, a, is a, it's a team that has a lot of movement. So is that going to be a change? Or, do the, or can the Knicks incorporate some of that with Tibbs? I mean, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions for this Knicks team. Lots. A lot of questions in a big season. No question about it. It is at that. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, you know what, Gordon? The New York football giants made a move today. Very underrated move. We'll talk about that next. And we'll hear from the head coach about it on 98.7 ESPN. He might be hitting me with a pole. 